I have had the most horrible experience this week. I, really? Yes. I recorded a video devotional for one church. Dave Steele said, hey, Joe, will you record it? Because you'll be good. You know, mm. and, you know, flattery gets you anywhere. Mm. So I thought, I know, I'll record it in my garden. And I, I thought I'd, I knew what to talk about. And I recorded it. And it was so horrifically awful. I, I was just Alan Partridge. I don't know what went, <laughs> I don't know what happened to me. I I came across as an absolute smug. I don't I don't I have no explanation for. I think I was trying to be funny or so. I was trying to be Jeff Lucas. I blame him. And the thing is, Jeff's really good at being Jeff Lucas. <laughs> and it turns out I'm not. I reverted to some sort of 1990s, you know, Christian celeb speaker. And it was mm. awful. It was so awful. Fortunately, no one will ever see that because I've deleted it. <laughs> well, I do have an alternative explanation. Mm. You are a complete and absolute... <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for speaking truth so sensitively as ever <laughs> into my life. Camera don't lie, Joe. Right, <laughs> let's get on with it. Try and introduce the show properly for once in your life. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, everybody, one and all, to episode 120 of the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast. My name is Nick Page, and there is Joe. I'm a complete... <laughs> Davis. <laughs> I have no response. It's true. <laughs> But everybody, I think you're probably overplaying it. I mean, no, it, it's a shame you've it's a shame you deleted the video. But everybody always hates how they come across, don't they? No, it, it wasn't that. I can deal with it. I've done video work before. It wasn't that. Right. I was just. I don't know what happened. You were channeling Partridge. <laughs> I was. I don't. I just don't know what happened. Anyway, <laughs> how are you, dear boy? <laughs> I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, I'm. I am. Um, crushed under a deadline at the moment so uh yes it's, it's the last few days deadline uh well i say last few days of deadline it should have been in last month but anyway um so <laughs> this week this week's episode will be uh short and to the point i feel as always um everyone will want to know how your back is at this point uh, they will and it's 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 getting a lot better thank you very much still has its good days and bad days but i've had very good physiotherapy over the phone who knew one of the advantages of lockdown you can get very fast physiotherapy appointments mm. and um and it works over the phone so that was nice so that, yeah it's good thank you very much for yeah. asking yeah it's getting a lot better good. yeah great yeah. good and lockdown conditions are easing uh which I, yes. I suppose is a good thing i heard a really creative response Mm -hmm. to dealing with the whole covid crisis i don't know whether you saw this one doing rounds no. on social media this is a brilliant idea and and the idea is that we should actually as a nation declare war with new zealand <laughs> and once we've done that we should immediately surrender thus making jacinda ardern <laughs> the prime minister of the country <laughs> it's genius it is <laughs> it was it, great it's absolute genius 
yeah, I like I that. think there was a film about that once, wasn't there? Was it? Uh, what, about Jacinda Mouse, Mouse that roared or something about a small country right. declaring war on Europe for war reparations or something right. and decided they would lose and then they'd get a lot of money. I, I, maybe I've got that wrong. Somebody <laughs> somebody be able to tell it. It's a genius idea. I like it. She's um, She's great, isn't she? Yeah, she, really I just, she's incredibly impressive. Although what I always notice about people's leaders is that you always end up admiring the leaders of other countries. What, like Donald and Trump? OK, I'll qualify that. You sometimes end up admiring the leaders of other countries and people within the yeah. countries never quite feel the same, necessarily. No, that, you is, know, that is true. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but anyway, uh, she does seem she does seem genuinely good eggs, so that's oh, good. Well. How was your holiday? Oh well, it feels like a long time ago, but it was absolutely wonderful. I mean, just just a week, uh, but oh man, it did everything a good holiday should. We discovered a new place to walk, so we went to Nep, and we're watching the progress mm-hmm. of the baby storks, which is very exciting. Mm-hmm. We've been in the forest, we saw many butterflies, which is also very exciting. But we went to this place called Kingly Vale, which we talked about. In fact, you may remember Brian Draper said, you've got to go there. So I went to mm. Kingley Vale, just the other side of Chichester. And it's the old, supposedly the oldest yew forest or the remains of the oldest yew forest in Europe. So yews that are 2,000 years old. Oh, here we go. Again. And it was We've been through this. No, it was great. I danced naked among the yews. <laughs> it was refreshing. And that is why they call it Kingley Vale. I think that's exactly why they... The sense of royal yeah. Davidic kind of behaviour going on there. Yeah. And then, well, I'm glad you had a perfectly normal holiday. No, it was good. Terms. And then, and then, and then to spoil it all, I'm reading "Me and White Supremacy" by uh, Leila Said, and uh, wow, that's an uncomfortable read. Oh, okay. Um, but well. really, really good. I mean, I recommend this to everyone. "Me and White Supremacy," and um, it's yeah, it's. It's extremely challenging. Probably the most challenging reading I've done for a couple of years, I would say. Hmm. Next to reading the Badly Behaved Bible, in fact. It's an that. interesting title, isn't it? Me well, and White Supremacy. Do you think some people re- would read it thinking it's a how-to book? They might do, <laughs> you know, yeah. They, they get a bit of a shock, I imagine. But, they, but you the, know. the challenge of it is, without spoiling it for people, is that mm. you think the enemies of sort of racism are like the Ku Klux Klan or the far right mm. or, you know, that that kind of thing. But but the book actually really challenges that, as did Martin Luther King say, actually, no, it's it's the kind of liberals like me who don't think it's their problem and mm. actually benefit from the whole system of white supremacy, but somehow mm. don't think it's their problem because they're one of the good guys. And, and, and so it, un- it unpacks that, but it does it in quite a gentle way. So that you that's are good. actually able to hear what the author's saying. It's good. Yeah, I think that's really important. You have to take people with you, don't you? That's yeah, thing. yeah, very, Can't very you. good book. Mm. Mm. Oh, good. How about you? Great. Well, um, in between um, writing and and then weeping about the writing and then sort of <laughs> drinking too heavily, um, I, I, I've been doing other things. Uh, I, I've been watching the Salisbury podcast. Oh, yes. Wasn't it good? Yeah, it's, it's one of these things that Claire and I were sitting there and it started up and we're thinking, oh, you know, we yeah. don't really want to watch this. And yeah. then we're immediately gripped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But we haven't we haven't quite finished it yet. So I don't know how it ends. Oh, I don't know what happened. To the well, you know, who knows? Well, anyway. Mm. Um, but isn't it, isn't it amazing? The 
the the makers, the producers of that must have been thinking, oh, bingo, because it's so pertinent to the time. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's so it all is, the yeah. stuff that going on. It's so we kind of resonate with it in a way. And it's now one that we, we one of the it. most most watched dramas as well. Is it? Yeah, yeah, ratings wise. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, it's... the other drama I watched, which I really recommend, is Staged. Have you seen that? Uh, no. Michael Sheen. Oh yes, I have. Yes, I've still Michael got to catch Sheen up on it. Michael and David Tennant extremely and i say this as someone yeah. who's just begun a podcast with quite a bit of bongos extremely <laughs> not safe for work you yeah, know lots know. of swearing yeah extreme swearing but it's, i just laughed a lot it was so funny it is funny really yeah. funny um they're playing sort of heightened versions of themselves basically yeah. Uh, you know they're they're not like that, but they're playing yeah. versions of themselves. So David Tennant is playing himself as a sort of very yeah. needy kind of uh, actor, lovey, and Michael yeah. Sheen is playing himself this arrogant, completely yeah. over the top guy. But there's some brilliant <laughs> guest stars in. You just need to watch it for the guest stars. They're just and it, it's beautifully done. It's one of these things that could again could not have happened right. and would not have happened yeah. had had not lockdown happened. It, yeah. it, 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 it's it, it's the work of our, our lockdown, so it's, it's really good. Yeah. Other than that, I haven't um, had time to do much. I have been doing some speaking. I, too, uh, I, I recorded a talk last week. I preached online. Did you? How did it go? Yeah, yeah pretty well, I think. I mean, it, ours are all pre-recorded, so, mm. um, you know, it's quite hard, isn't it, just doing mm. a, yeah, a nine-minute, ten-minute yeah. thing straight to camera. It's quite stressful yeah. quite difficult mm. um and i'm also preaching this week as well with the talent for planning that is uniquely mine in the headliner <laughs> yeah well also. done yeah good but i tell you what i talked i'll talk, tell you what i talked about because you might find it yeah. interesting i'm doing two i'm doing two sermons one's on exile and one on return so one's okay. on from jeremiah 29 when he writes to the exiles in babylon mm. says basically you're going to be there a long time so settle down yeah. live your lives and work for the welfare of the people around you because in that you will find your welfare, which I think is a really nice. good message. Brilliant. Yeah. For us now. So, and, and I wanted to say really that exile is not a blip. You know, we, if we just see this as a blip and then we get to return to normal, I think we'll yeah. have missed any benefit out of it. Yeah. Any, yeah. any point of it. Um, and then next, next week I'm going to talk about return, which is in the idea there is that, you know, yeah. most people want, um, resuscitation, really, but the art, the aim is to get resurrection, which is different to look different afterwards. You know, most people just want to come back to life and life back as it's normal. But no, we maybe should... we should be looking for more than that. Yeah, we just want to make Britain great again. I think you find. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. I'd forgotten about that one. Mm -hmm. well, you can okay. Have... Oh no, fair enough. I might change the sermon now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's good fun. So yeah. I've been doing that. Oh, well and, done. Um, that sounds good. And good. and are you going to make these available for our listeners on the Facebook well, they are, page? Um, they are wholly available here, as indeed am I. Oh. Uh, wholly available. Thank you. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, yeah, they're on YouTube actually under. Okay. Um, if you search for St Leonard's Ensham, there's no. We're not going to search. There. We're going to put it on our Facebook page. I'll do that, listeners. Don't worry. Nick doesn't understand Facebook. No. Well, actually, I've left Facebook. What do you mean you've left Facebook? Well, I've completely deactivated my account. Yeah. What? Is that because you just hate people? Is there another reason other than you hate people? No, I don't think. <laughs> no. <laughs> um. 
because I think again over lockdown I could feel myself yeah. getting sucked back into social yeah. media, which I'd avoided. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I just couldn't see what it was adding to my life. And um, other than our Facebook Live event, can I point out? Well, there is that, and and also there was the parachute, which was that knowing that you're on it and you can operate the Facebook page meant that I don't have to. So that's that's really good. So yeah, it <laughs> just felt you. like the time to actually sort of get rid of it, really. But let's talk Facebook Live, shall we? Shall we? Talk about well, that? shall yeah. we debrief? Let's debrief. Uh, not other. again. This, this is not. <laughs> this not... is not Kingly Vale. Exactly. This is not no. Kingly Vale. You can't keep doing that. <laughs> I do love that word. I I operate in an industry where people are always um, sharing briefs with you. They? They're always doing. Yeah, they go. And people sit there in meetings going, we want a really tight brief on this one. I think, oh, really? Do we? That's really quite uncomfortable. Get your thong out. Oh, dear. Anyway. Anyway. I'm sorry. We apologise for the puerile nature of this podcast at this point, listeners. Get used it's to it. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> no, no, well, it was lovely, wasn't it? I mean, it, yeah, the, the really surprise good. was not only were listeners there, they bought their friends. So thank you. I was surprised they had friends. And thank you for wearing your dressing gown and pyjamas. Well, yes, I, we were trying to think, well, what were we going to wear? And I just thought that was quite appropriate, mm. um, you know, to, to be wearing that. That seemed, seemed right, <laughs> seemed natural and normal. It was lovely. It was very difficult to do. I mean, I was so grateful mm. to Rachel and to Bob for passing on mm. the questions because I couldn't. It's just, just impossible to keep no. an eye on the comments coming through. But I read them all afterwards, all 414 of them. Good grief, did you? Yes, I did, and they're mostly lovely. Although we did, we did later after the event, we did have a bit of a hater on who was going around oh, okay. saying, "What a load of old rubbish this all is," and yeah, yeah, yeah. who's doing around, bless him. Well, that was probably my mother. <laughs> yes, I think um, it was under her pseudonym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed it actually. I think it was good. Maybe we'll um, schedule oh. it again or something like that, depending on how things go. But. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's always nice, uh, sort of knowing people are out there. I did. I suppose I missed what you get with Zoom, which is seeing yeah. people. Yeah. So you don't get that. But on the other hand, I think had it been like too much sort of question comment, people mm. then commenting back, it would get out of hand. Really, it's not that I object to that. It's just I don't want to listen to anybody's comments. No, obviously. Sure. Oh, I you had know. I had an idea about that, and you can edit this out if you don't like it. I was thinking, as you do like seeing people, maybe what we should do is think not bigger scale, but smaller scale. So actually, mm. most home groups now, if they're meeting, they're meeting by Zoom. So you could invite us, uh, as in me, Joe Davis, he, Nick Page, and we could gate crash your Zoom meeting. And we could do a little evening for people in their little home group for an exorbitant fee. I mean, literally £3.80 each coming Oh, wait. I, I just que I think that's a, a fine idea. I just question the one statement in it, which is that I like people. That, <laughs> yeah. that was. <laughs> yeah. What, what have I done that's Shush given you this now. impression? I've told you not to talk about that, haven't I? It's no, bad I really. for marketing. I, it, <laughs> yeah, so I. Uh, no, that would. Yeah, I'll be up, up for that once I finish the flipping book. Anyway. Yes. Okay. So, should we get on and do just a couple of bits of feedback? Yeah, we're just going to do two bits. Uh, incidentally, thank you everyone for some amazing emails and over mm. the next few weeks we're just we're just work our way through them and, and many of them are a podcast all of their own, it has to be said. They are. They're incredible. Yeah. But we're just going to do two today and the first is from none other than the scientific advisor to the podcast from Bethany. 
And Excellent. yeah, she says this, did you? On one of the recent episodes, you asked about people stealing from sacred spaces. And she says, I haven't done that to my knowledge, but I thought I might provide another laugh. She says, when I was 16 and a newly minted Christian, I volunteered. <laughs> she good, means that. you're well off. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Presumably not. <laughs> she says, I volunteered to bring snacks for the youth group. As is customary for me, I spent a great deal of thought and effort on one part, baking cookies, and forgot entirely about the other, bringing anything to drink in my last minute panic my mom said i bought a bunch of two liter bottles of coke for your big brother go grab them from his room there were two left one unopened and one with just a tiny bit missing after leading a bible study on something like holiness of life we started eating the cookies and eventually distributed the pop and she says that's what we call fizzy drinks soda in canada mm-hmm. yes uh she says that is when the comments started That Coke tastes kind of funny. But it was when one person said, yeah, it's kind of burning my throat that all the adults drink. My brother, who was of a legal legal drinking age, had spiked the bottle. (laughs) Most of the kids had never tasted alcohol before. And there I was, catalyzing underage drinking in the house of God. Excellent. Yeah, well, good work, Bethany. <laughs> well done. And I hope you've continued with that and continued to spike <laughs> drinks. Ever that's, that's great, isn't it? Uh, if you've got any stories about how you yes. accidentally bought sort of drugs to your youth group, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was thinking maybe the cookies, maybe the cookies were going to be spiked, but no. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks, yeah. Bethany. And by the way, lovely to hear from you. We hope you will. Mm. And then, okay, so now to one from Phil. And Phil says this. uh, Hi, Joe and Nick. Just finished listening to your interview with Jeff Lucas. Brilliant. He was. That's true. Uh, He he said he restored some of my trust in inverted commas, big name Christian speakers and leaders. And you, Joe, by inviting me onto the podcast, helped me see how much I have thrown the baby out, as it were. Jeff is a significant part of my evangelical heritage. But as I moved from that place to the doubting, questioning way of faith, I lost touch with him and no doubt others journeys and so wrote them off as no longer connected with where I was. Other big names like Rob Bell and Steve Church chalk were headlined for their wayward journeys so they remained heroes of mine and I continued to follow their writings etc and in the process found other more dissenting voices like Brian McLaren and Richard Raw, and eventually Joe Davis and Nick Page <laughs> and so found it's, it <laughs> it's a strong downward journey there isn't it I can I just say I'm so happy to be mentioned in the same sentence as those other people anyway yeah he yeah. says and so I found a new sort of community to help my meanderings in faith However, to be reintroduced to previous heroes who are not so far from me as I had assumed is great. And didn't he say some great things as well? Too many for me to begin to list here, though theological herpes with no cream sticks in my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Great, Yeah, it was a line. He says, I've just finished a book by Rachel Held Evans, Searching for Sunday. She also tells her story of mid-faith crisis and her journey through or in it. What really sticks from there is the problem of cynicism or grumpy old man syndrome, as you put it, the poison it can be and how to avoid it. I guess my problem is the real pain I have received from some folk and churches from the earlier part of my journey and how to find some kind of healing, acceptance, mercy and forgiveness so as Mm. to be able to continue the journey with some degree of equanimity. Cynicism seems to block that movement. Perhaps you could cover this in your podcast if you haven't already. And he says, thanks so much for your humour, flippancy, wisdom, honesty and integrity all around these issues. May the force be with you, with all who love and even with your enemies. Amen. Amen. Um, very good. Um, 
Well, I must admit, okay, so when I heard you, you just said, because Joe doesn't ever consult with me on these things. He just says, I've done an interview with so-and-so, or I'm doing an interview with so-and-so. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and so when I heard you yeah. done an interview with yeah. Jeff, I had it almost the same thought. Yeah. yeah. I just thought, because I haven't heard him speak for years, Not I probably, last time I met Jeff was a long time ago, I remember sitting down having a pint of Guinness with him at a Salvation mm. Army conference, which was kind of daring mm. for us. But anyway, mm. um, but, you know, um, that was a long time ago. And so I had exactly the same thought. And But clearly you knew something mm. that we didn't about his journey. Mm. Is that right? Uh, I guess maybe because I had broadly stayed in touch with his writings. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Not with him himself, but yeah. No, yeah. okay. Yeah, and I, I think I felt the same thing. I think I felt mm. really that he that he was... Old, it's good It's school. good for this podcast. I think it's mm. good for this podcast to have people like Jeff on who are still firmly in a particular yeah. area of church, but who are also using terms that we can um, really sort of resonate with and we can understand. I like, think so really good. like theological herpes. Like, exactly like theological herpes. <laughs> yeah. Doubt, doubt. We should say, for those who haven't listened to it, he, yeah. he talks about doubt as being viewed within the church as, as theological yeah. herpes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, so I, I, so good on you for doing that, but I, I had mm. the same kind of feelings. Yeah, no, I, I, and I do sort of see him... I, I really meant all that stuff about the precursor to the podcast. I do think he's, he's he is able to critique from within, uh, perhaps, mm. uh, more, more than outside. Uh, anyway... That was good. And, and and as for the question, what do you think about this? Uh, he says, I guess my problem is the real pain I've received from some folk and churches from the mm. earlier part of my journey, the healing, acceptance, mercy, forgiveness, blah, blah, blah. Um, what, what do you say to that kind of stuff? I mean, I wrote him a reply and I, I think I put it in your running order if you've ever read the running order. I'm not sure. I do read the running order because I notice you call me names in the running order. I just noticed that. But you, well, tell, why don't you, why don't you read out what you wrote and then and then we can sort of maybe well, um, pick up on that because okay. I think it was good stuff. Okay. Well, I, what I wrote was this. I think part of the healing for me comes from a recognition of our shared humanity. And when I think back to those who've hurt me, I remember how I how much I wanted to demonise them. You know, back in the beginning, yes, they yes. were bad people. Um, I sound like the president there, don't I? Uh, yeah. <laughs> nasty. They were nasty, they were nasty people. people. And, and I've been treated very unfair. You know, I was the victim. I'd been treated unfairly and unjustly. Mm. But with time, I think what I see is not so much how messed up they were, but how messed up, you know, I am as well mm. and we all mm. struggle to live well and although none of us or very few of us ever really intend to hurt other people i know some people do but for most of us who call ourselves followers of jesus we don't intend to hurt anyone um but we we do end up hurting people and i suppose what i've learned to do is cut myself a bit of slack and i've learned to speak a bit kinder to myself rather you know and to listen to a kind of voice inside rather than the kind of slave driver force that says what an idiot you are and how, mm. you know, all the mm. rest of it. And as I am being kinder to myself, I think I am able to offer back to those who've heard, hurt me in the past a similar kind of forgiving attitude, kind attitude. Yeah, you're, you're messed up just like I am. Mm. And actually what happened at the time is my theology 
just didn't fit with theirs. And actually, when you challenge people's theology, depending where they are on the journey, it's like their whole world is thrown upside down. Their mm, whole absolutely. sense of security feels threatened. Mm. So I didn't see that that's what I was doing with my questioning. I didn't see that I was such a threat because I always think I'm not a very threatening person. But actually, in questioning their dearly held beliefs, it was extremely unnerving. And the hurt that I experienced was actually them responding to the deep sense of fear within themselves. So I, I feel like time brings a different perspective on the whole the whole situation. Yeah, I think that's true, absolutely true. Um, and I think the other thing that I've thought about that interview and reflecting on it is that, um, frankly, a lot of this stuff, a lot of stuff we talk about in the show happens to a lot of people yeah. in a lot of different churches. Yes. And they all respond to it in different ways. And, mm. and some people... Um, exit the church. Yeah. Um, some people sort of cling on by their fingernails. Some people find a way to stay in there and to serve and to mm. ca carry on, even amongst a group of people who aren't, who, mm. who they might not be be close to in that way. Mm. So I think we often assume that the people still up on the stage at um, mm. you know these big events mm. in the UK, Spring Harvest, New Wine, all these kinds of pe mm. people aren't going through anything that 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 we're going through no. they're not they're not mid-faith crisis people in mm. fact my experience of friends i've got done that and people i know people i've met and people i've talked to is that they're dealing with very very much the same issues mm. yeah and yeah. but they've chosen to carry on you know dealing with them in that way and maybe yeah. helping people and so and so you know they have an ability perhaps to sit in a space that we no longer have yeah. you know that where we would feel uncomfortable mm. um and so we we kind of make assumptions about yeah. um, about people. And the the other thing I would say in terms of I wonder whether just to pick up on what you were saying that that thing about when people react very strongly mm. to your um, you know theology, your statement of theology, mm. or questions, or whatever. Mm. Again, we often assume that they're doing it from a very strong space, mm. a certain space. Mm. But it may be that they're not. Maybe no, that's exactly. exactly what you were saying that they're yeah. yeah. What you're doing is exactly the yeah. fears that they dare not name. Yeah, exactly. And and so I think this brings us back round, actually, right round to the book you were talking about, mm. which is how do we always bring people with us? So how do we genuinely? Yeah, exactly. And and do I that? and I kind of know a good biblical answer to that because I just did a devotion on it for one church. You do it. Oh, with, could yeah. you do it in your Alan Partridge yeah, voice? I will. Ha, uh -huh. <laughs> you, do, you do it with <laughs> humility and kindness yeah. and gentleness mm. and patience and mm. you do it with compassion. That's how you do it. And I think, you know, old Joe just charged in, you know, and now I hope. And I still go back to old Joe, obviously, because, you know, that, that I've had years, 55 years of being a certain way. But how I want to operate is with kindness and humility mm. and gentleness mm. and patience. And, mm. you know, those, so those are the qualities, I think, that actually open up spaces. And I also think the importance of relationship is so important. So, you know, community is... Oh, well, let me let me put it this way. Nadia Boltz Weber, who is a fantastic woman who I'd love to interview on the podcast. She used to say in her church, the, the church for all saints and sinners uh, in America, <laughs> she would 
She would say at those kind of, you know, introduction to the church, new members joining type meetings, we are going to hurt you. Mm. We don't we don't mean to. We won't mm. do it deliberately. But at some point in the future, we're going to hurt you. And what happens at that moment will determine the whole quality of the experience, because actually when we hurt, there is an opportunity for grace to be imparted and mm. healing to come. But if you just quit the church at that point, then mm. that isn't going to happen. And I thought that was mm. really interesting point of view. And, you know, I know a lot of people sort of they go to a church and then they feel like, oh, the preaching isn't very good enough. And, the, and, and you know, oh, the worship isn't good enough. I've heard that one a lot of times. And you just think, well, mm. that clearly isn't a community then, if that's what you think church mm. is. And mm. you just bug out on your community when you don't like the singing sort of thing. <laughs> so there's something about remaining true to the people who are there um i think that's 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 right or, or or even if you get to a point where you feel you cannot stay yeah. in there because i think for you and for many other people yeah. you get to a point where in that community your paths are so divergent that you, yeah you can't stay as i said in that space earlier yeah i think that the the challenge is not to withdraw from those kind not from from spaces no. in general not no. to withdraw from other people we've joked no. on this about me yeah. me not liking people it's yeah. not really true no, it's not but true. i i don't i i i face this difficulty the whole time i've got to stay in community with people um some of whom always i'm not going to be sympathetic with yeah you know that's that's just the yeah. way of things because that is um the muck and the grace of being in community that's that's yeah, what it's like exactly. that's really yeah. what what the church is for so it doesn't matter in a sense what it looks like i think i think that's the danger in terms of just pulling out completely and and mm. going back to a kind of lockdown christianity where you don't mm. see anybody else exactly that's yeah. a problem i think because yeah, i don't I think, think i don't think you're going to be helped with this with this kind of maturity that that phil mm. was talking about and you're talking about where you can actually see others move and you can forgive one another and you exactly can, you can deal with yourself yeah no we are in anyway. complete agreement on that my friend yeah well that's an alarming point to end <laughs> the podcast it is and so i so I, I in summary i would say to people i would say this i want to use that phrase more because it makes me sound like a politician doesn't it it's very good you, yeah. you never say anything you just say i would say this yeah you have yeah, to, exactly. Anything yes. you say, you have to precursor. <laughs> yeah, that's very good, actually. Yeah, because yeah. whatever question you ask, you go, well, I would say this. Mm, and, exactly. And... Well, thank you for saying that, Nick. And I would say this. Thank you. <laughs> well, could you say what you were going to say? Well, I would say this, Nick. Thank you. <laughs> Clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. And whatever your views are, I think if you if you hold them with those like five dead cert values at the heart of them you won't be a pain in the neck to others and and you 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 will be able to disagree with people and still honor them i think very good there you go thank you very much for being with us and uh we'll be back next week assuming my brain hasn't exploded and uh we'll have some more of these really fabulous emails if you have anything to say about the show please do send in your emails to joe at midfaithcrisis.org thank you very much thank you to everybody who supports the show you can oh, find yes. out how to do that on the website that's very charming and lovely of you and uh, yeah we will be back next week with um the boringly named episode 121 so exactly. see you then see you then bye